0: Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. one, one pitch, fastball ball, the, best, Alvarez toward the corner. Get up, Bob, get up, get out of here, Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. What's up? Welcome. Your filling host who lost his voice over the weekend. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a new person and that that nobody recognized. No, it's me. It's Adamazer. <laughs> I am back, and I didn't realize how bad my voice was until just this very moment, Scott. So uh
1: lost your voice, rooting for a losing cause. <laughs>
0: shut up <laughs> yeah I was, was it a heartbreaker Berlin.
1: i didn't actually see it i'm sure anybody who did see it's going to be bored by this exchange but uh
0: was it a heartbreaker i mean like
1: it was close right the final score was close
0: yeah i think it was 24 20 it was a four-point game they, they had came down to fourth down and they like botched the snap i couldn't tell if it was a bad snapper if our quarterback just dropped the ball but he got sacked was, for the tenth time in the game. He got sacked ten times. So he was
1: at the Miami, Florida. Game
0: right, Miami, those, Florida, in Orlando. Yeah. You know, it's like six, six, probably like sixty-two percent of the stadium. Florida, thirty-eight. Nah, nah. I'd say sixty forty. It was fun. It was. I'd never really been to like a a neutral site non bowl game before. It was cool. Uh, people were were pretty crazy. It was good to have football back. It was weird. It was almost like I forgot how to be a football fan because it's been so long. But uh no, I wasn't really that heartbroken. I because I, you know, I realized the power of low expectations, Scott. I thought the oh,
1: low expectations are the best. Yeah, I'm good at that.
0: I thought they were gonna get crushed. So the fact that they were even in it, I, I you know, I'm I'm optimistic now, so yeah, it was good. How was your weekend?
1: It was fine. I did my only two fantasy football drafts and uh did not. I, I was going to watch Avengers Endgame for a second time. I've been dying to see it since seeing it opening day. And I was going to watch it with my wife. It, it didn't end up happening. Because that's life with two little kids. <laughs> Nothing you plan actually happened.
0: Well, that is so weird that you say that, Scott. Because I went to lunch with my friend who lives in Orlando. And I went back to his house before the game. And I watched Avengers Endgame. But you don't you haven't watched any of the others, right? No, he had to explain like everything to me. And I (laughs) only saw I only saw like probably about sixty percent of it. So I want to finish it because I was enjoying it. It was pretty good. It was pretty good.
1: Go back and watch the twenty others or whatever.
0: Yeah, but now I like now I like it sounds it sounds like the one before this was awesome and like the ending, he told me how it it sounds like that one was amazing. But now I know the ending, so like
1: I don't even know, but the thing is, Adam, both like uh, Endgame and and uh, uh, Infinity War, <laughs> both awesome, and Infinity War probably a little more awesome. But the thing is, neither of them would even be in my top five for the MCU movies. That's that's how great the whole franchise is.
0: All right, all right. So listen, let's talk baseball. Give me a give me a superhero to add, a uh, superhero hitter to add first.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I was all. Geared up to say Mike Isstremsky, who's only fifty four percent owned, has good matchups this week. He took a pitch off the hand. May not be serious, but it's hard to get behind that now. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm not like if if we're limiting it to seventy percent ownership and under. Hmm. I mean, there's the recent, cut, like, Nick Solak's been playing every day for the Rangers. Yeah, he's
0: been pretty good.
1: I love their matchups.
0: Uh, I start him now.
1: And I, I like, his playing time seems to care. If anything, Rugnet doors playing time's in question, because there was a report from, I think, the Dallas Morning News that they're giving him, the Rangers are giving him, like, a last chance. Yeah. They've tried, like, tweaking his swing, so he's not. Uh, you know, you know, so he, so he's not fooled by pitches so easily, and just nothing's worked obviously for like the past three years, and, uh and they're they're rolling with Solak when he when he when he's not starting at second base, he's starting at DH. So uh good matchups this week. Yeah, he's he's not a bad pickup.
0: Yeah, on the shallower side, you know, if you picked up Ryan McMahon and you didn't get much from him on the road this week, that's fine. But he's back home for a full week of games. He's owned in more than seventy five percent of leagues now, Ryan McMahon, but. Uh, just confirming they—they they are yeah—they're home all week to um, Atlanta, then Boston, then Pittsburgh. They have a, a one game, one game against Atlanta, and then two Boston, and then three Pittsburgh. So, w- what about just talking about teams that have good matchups? Do you have that, Scott?
1: Yes, teams with good matchups. The top five would be the Rockies because they're home all week. Um, not that the pitchers they're facing are that great. It's they're got they're facing. Mostly the Red Sox and the Pirates, one game against the Braves. So, you know, a lot of bad pitchers at home. Rockies, start them all. Pirates are number two. Reds, who are playing eight games this week, are number three. Royals, four. Athletics, five. Uh, and there are a number of teams with pretty good matchups beyond those five.
0: Well, Mark can has been hitting pretty well. So yep, that's a he's guy a number with good two. matchups. number two.
1: That's I'm glad you brought him up because he's actually number two in my top ten sleeper hitters for this upcoming week. He has started every game but one since I think the day before the All Star break. Wow. Every game but one. We think of him as a part time, you know, platoon guy. Clearly that hasn't been it. And during that stretch that he started every game but one, his OPS after another big game today, two home runs, his OPS I think is just below a thousand for that what month and a half long stretch? Yeah. That's can good. I get a what? What? Can, yeah. Can, yeah.
0: <laughs> at night, Scott White. He is He is always right. All right. So, Mark Canna, Nick Solak, uh, shallower leagues, you know, you could look at, at the Rockies guys. Miguel Sano has been good for a while. He's 75% owned. But the, the most added list, list is largely pitchers. I mean, it really is. Luisa Rise is the most added hitter. Oh, no. Kyle Seeger is the most added hitter. You have faith in Kyle Seeger this week? He's I really still don't in
1: the zone. I know and he he's been extraordinarily hot, but I don't really see a skill change even for the short stretch. Like the main thing that's changed for the stretch he's been hot is his home run to fly ball rate is way way up, which obviously he's hit a lot of home runs, but is there anything backing that? Nothing that I can see. Now, the Mariners I think actually do have yeah, no, no, they do, they don't have has, great matchups. He has
0: four lefties this week too. Yeah, Kyle Seager. But
1: I did look up his numbers are actually better against lefties. Oh, Kyle I was Segers. about to look
0: that up. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. But
1: uh, but the matchups aren't great.
0: All right. All right. So okay, how about pitchers? Let's talk about pitchers. To add.
1: Yeah. So Mike Fultonevich, I'm actually feeling pretty good about. I understand this was in what five starts since no four starts since returning Yeah, his first good one really from the minors his first quality start um so it was three earned runs in five and a third four earned runs in six two earned runs in four and two thirds so i wouldn't say he got rocked any of those times but really the main thing is he's his slider has looked better consistently across those four starts both in terms of how many swingy strikes it gets and just Um, how comfortable he appears throwing it. Because when he missed all that time in spring training with the elbow injury, like he lost his conviction in that pitch. And he's a limited arsenal guy, so he really needs it. Uh, This most recent start over the weekend against the Mets, two hits in seven innings, and his two-seamer was just darting all over the place. So pairing that with the slider, I think is going to be a pretty effective uh, combination for him. And yeah, I... Given his history, I've seen enough that I can't imagine there's much that's more exciting out there on waivers in your league.
0: Uh, Fultonevich is at Toronto this week, and he is 68% owned. I was pretty much done with Anibal Sanchez. He had, to me, a very surprisingly great start at the Cubs. Eight and a third, two runs, only one earned, one hit, six strikeouts. And that, by itself, would not be enough to get me back on the Anibal Sanchez train because the strikeouts and the swinging strikes are just so much lower than they were, especially the strikeouts last year. Um, but he is uh, at home against Miami this week. So um, I see I see a lot of potential for Anibal Sanchez, 60% own. In fact, there are some guys who have really good matchups, like Martin Perez is at Detroit. Um, Joe Ross is also at Miami this week. He was bad yesterday. I, I wouldn't really trust Joe Ross. But Sanchez, I, I would. Um I'm interested in, in I mean it's a weird time to say stash someone, but I'm interested in stashing Mitch Keller. I don't want to start him just after one good start against the Reds, but it was a great start. One run, nine K's, and six innings for Mitch Keller at Philadelphia this week. Dylan Cease Scott, Dylan Cease seems to be pitching a little bit better. And uh he'll three earned runs in the first inning against Texas, and then he said he had his A plus stuff. Dylan cease is uh Dylan Cease is how owned are you, Dylan Cease? Forty four percent owned. And he's pitching better. So three of his last four starts have been encouraging. I cannot start him against Minnesota, but but Keller and Cease, two young, good prospects, and maybe they can help you out in your fantasy playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's, any, there, there's anything wrong with taking a shot on upside. I would not trust either enough to activate them right away on any team that I had real ambitions for. But uh, they were both dominant on Friday. Uh, you know, Keller... 19 swinging strikes. Cease had 19 swinging strikes, too. Cease only had one walk, and that's back-to-back starts with one walk. Walks, obviously, were holding him back. He said he uh, he let his body ride down on the mound longer. That was the change he, as he described it. That sounds to me like you know, keeping his body square to the plate, which is a lot of times something pitchers do to him you know, an adjustment they need to make to improve their command. So hopefully he's on the right track as far as that goes.
0: I guess there's one other guy we could throw in as like, hey, let's stash and see where this goes. And it's Colby Allard, who threw his curveball more at the White Sox on Saturday. He threw six and a third scoreless innings with no walks and eight strikeouts. So, God, we had so many bad starts from great pitchers. And then we had these prospects turn in or, you know, these high, you know, highly touted now major leaguers uh turn in really good starts like the two i just mentioned Keller and Cease and now, and Kobe Allard as well and if he's, if the curveball is going to be something that changes it again not starting him this week but yeah. interesting
1: i kind of like Colby Allard i've said this before yeah. i just i have a good feeling about him uh because like There was the pedigree to begin with, and even though he lost some prospect shine, like he was still good throughout his minor league career. And he just—I feel like he looks good when he pitches. I don't know. Only nine swinging strikes, getting those eight strikeouts and six and a third shutout innings. But uh, but yeah, he expanded his arsenal a little, and he just has a really good cutter, really good cutter. Uh, So I'm I'm not totally cold on Colby Allard. One rookie who did not pitch well making his starting debut was uh, Justice Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah. Who had some control issues, as he often did in the minors, though not in his recent stay before the call up. He was at double A and dominating there. I'm not totally uh you know, I'm not saying there's You're no chance done. Justice You're Sheffield not can help you this You're year not based on so. that. Right. But one thing we haven't mentioned with him, he is RP only. and probably not going to get the five starts to pick up SP for you. So if that makes a difference in your league, something to keep in mind for Justice Sheffield.
0: All right, so some names for you there, hitters and pitchers. You know how the show works on Sunday. We're going to talk about a lot of players, a lot of players, and a lot of them are going to be able to help you win your league, hopefully. Uh, Today's sponsor is Cheers. Now, I cannot sit here and give a testimonial because I am not a drinker, but I know people who have used Cheers, including Heath. And I gave some to my brother-in-law because, you know, I got some from Cheers. And I was like, look, I'm going to give this to people that can actually give a testimonial. And they both – actually, three people used it and said, yeah, man, it works. So if you're going to drink, make sure you take it every time you drink. You'll hear the ad later and you'll you'll learn more about it. But TakeCheers.com slash strike. TakeCheers.com slash strike. For a special offer, there it's good stuff. Okay, news and notes. Big, big news and notes. Oh, hey, but quick question. Actually, am I allowed to get frustrated with uh, Trevor Bauer now? Am I, is that okay? Oh, it's it's frustrating. <laughs> I, I did I say you weren't allowed to be frustrated? Uh, no, probably not. But I'm gonna make it seem that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is he's he's entering Joe Musgrove levels of <laughs> two facedness here with the Reds today's Start.
0: He's a he's a he's a league loser. He lost me my <laughs> league last week. I'm sure he lost people their league this, long, well, this week. Well, if, if he He's hasn't yet, user.
1: he could still win you the league. He could. Because I mean, he has the two starts with 11Ks over seven yep. since joining the Reds, too. I mean.
0: And four of his last six have just been awful, and the two have been great.
1: I will say this. In this start today, where he gave up th- uh, seven runs on eight hits in three innings, no home runs allowed, and his exit velocity was 89.1, which is just a – a fraction of a mile per hour higher than a season exit velocity. So it doesn't seem like he was getting hit no. hard.
0: In fact, I'm not sure if you saw the quotes, but both Bauer and I i think it was David Bell was someone, maybe his pitching coach. I don't know. But I think it was Bell said he got unlucky. Some softly hit balls got through that doesn't explain everything, but it did. Maybe it did seem like it seemed like this could have been a better start and he ran into a little bit of bad luck, but I'm gonna throw Bauer out there next week unless he's at Colorado, which he isn't. I'm gonna start him. The matchups don't really matter. He's good enough to dominate any opponent. What are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm not gonna sit him. I'm just gonna. I'm just. If he's bad, I'm just gonna come and complain about it. But I'm not gonna sit him. <laughs> All right, Scott. Let's get to the news. The Dodgers are gonna monitor Hyunjin Ryu's workload. He's, you know, maybe tiring a little bit. He's been kind of roughed up the last two times out. On that note, you know, Dustin May could get back in there. Julio Arias, when he's done with his suspension, he could become a starter. So keep it in mind, are you willing to start Ryu this week? Uh, I actually don't have his matchup. Not sure it matters.
1: Yeah, I'm willing to start Ryu. Okay. I don't really have great concerns there. I mean, for having... His ERA is an even two now, right? (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I mean, understandably, his xFIP is like three thirty, which is a great xFIP. But I mean, like he had overachieved, obviously, because how, you know, unless you're Clayton Kershaw, you know, five years ago, you you can't reasonably sustain an ERA below
0: two. The only reason why I might say you could sit Hyunjin Ryu is there is a chance he gets his start skipped. And not just like a little chance. Like, there's a, a decent chance they skip his start. And you could yeah. have no start. So that is a real tough one to advise. It's, this
1: I think it's easy in categories leagues. Just start him. Um, because whoever you get to replace him is liable to do more harm than good anyway. But in points leagues, yeah, that's that's tricky. I mean, obviously, if you have a stacked rotation, and maybe the people who are competing for a points league title do, then you could think about it. But I, I think most people aren't going to be in a position to do that.
0: Jose Ramirez, not necessarily out for the season, but he's having surgery for a broken hand. And if he's not out for the season, he's going to be out for most of the season. Uh, you know, I want to get to more start-sit stuff, so... We'll we'll save some time to talk about Jose Ramirez, but a disappointing end of the season for him and for his fantasy owners. Edwin Diaz has a shoulder issue. David Peralta's on the IL with a shoulder injury. Uh, Diaz might not go on the IL, by the way. Jose Araña, Ure- there was a report that he could be the Marlins' closer in September, but then Ryan Stanek got a save today, or Sunday, rather. You're going to hear this on Monday against Philadelphia for the Marlins, and Don Mattingly said he's going to get some chances. So for those of you that are you know just desperate to get into that Marlins bullpen, Ryan Stanek, (laughs) Jose Ureña could get some saves. Pablo Lopez is going to join the Marlins rotation and start today on Monday, Scott. How interested are you in picking up Pablo Lopez?
1: I don't see how you can start him first games off the I.L. I mean, he he was showing some encouraging signs before going on the I.L. what, a couple months ago, but... You know, obviously not enough that he was must-start status even then, and now he's missed all this time, and now nah, it just seems like too big of a risk. But if you plan to survive beyond this week, I think <laughs> he's shown there's upside there. You so. should plan
0: for that. Yeah, you should you, that should always be your expectation. Pablo Lopez is 33% owned. He has a 423 ERA, a very good strikeout-to-walk ratio, 18 walks, to 73 strikeouts, and 76 and two-thirds. And, you know, his his last... Six starts before going on the I.L. One of them was terrible. Four runs and three and two-thirds at Washington. The other six were really good. I guess the last one, seven innings, three runs, four strikeouts. But, I mean, he was pitching pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he's I mean, a twenty
1: seven be... ERA over his final six starts. But he's, with, a, uh, he's
0: a two-star pitcher, no? Pablo Lopez, Cincinnati, and at Washington.
1: Yeah, he's a two-star pitcher, yeah.
0: So, here's the thing. The Washington Nationals are... I want to look up like how many games in a row they've scored like six or more runs or something. They are one of the worst matchups right now. So that's disincentive to start yeah, Everybody post. in their
1: lineup is hot, right?
0: It certainly seems that way, man. Uh let's see. They scored so, 11 7 9 7 7. I don't have their full schedule, but right, it's at so least 5 back. games. I'll go back
1: here. 7 9 7 11. One, what
0: happened there? uh, 13, 16, 14. Gosh, yeah, they're crushing it right now. Don't start any fringy guys against the Washington Nationals. More news for you. Eddie Rosario has missed three straight games with a wrist injury. Rocco Baldelli thinks he can avoid the IL, but it's going to be a tough one there for Rosario owners. Tyler Glass now is approaching a rehab assignment, but he is likely to be, in fact, he will be a relief pitcher when he returns, Tyler Glass now. Brian Anderson could miss the rest of the season with a broken finger. Jimmy Nelson could be back in September, and Nelson was throwing like mad hard in his rehab assignments. I'm sure we're going to see. Yeah, that's huh. what I, that's what I saw. I have, I have not seen.
1: I'm not. Where did you see this? I have not seen a word about Jimmy Nelson.
0: It was in the uh, one of the game recaps either Friday or Saturday. Good for you. Yeah, man. You. Listen, I got to Orlando. I drove to Orlando three hours on Friday night. And the second I got there, I started doing my baseball notes. I'm still in it, people. I'm in it for you. I'm <laughs> in it for you. It took like two hours. And then after that, I had to watch preseason football games on my laptop. It was uh, what I'll, a fun I'll say, I'll
1: say this for people who, uh, you know, obviously haven't experienced it for themselves. But the hardest thing about covering baseball is keeping up with baseball.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Everybody yeah. Everybody
1: plays. Every single day, and it's it feels like a side gig on top of your actual gig, just reviewing everything that happened.
0: And not only that, I feel like if I miss a day, I'm yeah. so oh behind. Right, it's a helpless feeling. Like you can, yeah, no, you can, yeah,
1: you can spend four hours, you know, going through two days worth of games.
0: Well, that's a Jimmy Nelson note. Anthony Rizzo has a back issue; he did not play. I think two straight games check on Rizzo. Danny Duffy is going to be back soon. Luke Voigt could be back on Friday. Didi Gregorius left after being hit by a pitch in the shoulder on Sunday. Hunter Pence has lower back tightness. Joey Gallo, if Joey Gallo returns, he's going to have to play through pain. So keep that in mind. Sean Manaya is nearing a return. He struck out like 13 guys or something in his latest rehab start. So, look, I got Pablo Lopez coming back. I got Jimmy Nelson. I got Danny Duffy. I got Sean Manaya. I got Johnny Cueto. Who do you want from these guys who are going to be coming back in September? So Manaya
1: is interesting because he has it's just been dominant start after dominant start in the minors on this rehab assignment, and yet the reports are he's barely hitting ninety miles per hour. It wasn't really a hard thrower before the shoulder surgery, but. Uh, that, you know, that seems like, that seems tricky. And and there's also reports that, you know, they may, don't, they don't really have a spot for him at the moment. So two hits, 12 strikeouts, and in seven innings in the PCL. Last four starts in the PCL for Manaya <laughs> 190 ERA, 36 strikeouts and 23 and two-thirds innings. Only two home runs allowed. I mean, what is he throwing that is baffling these hitters? So, in an environment where nobody can pitch, uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm interested, though. I mean, I'm interested in Cueto. I'm interested in all pitching. So, you know, stat, I have both of those guys stashed in an IL spot. Uh, otherwise, you know, hitting like Luke Voigt, obviously, I think could be useful still. That was that was in this group, right? I'm just
0: Luke. Vo- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I can't find the note on Jimmy Nelson. I'm starting to wonder if I made it up. but I really don't think I did. Um, <laughs> all right. So some options there. And uh, a couple, just a few more news items here. Pablo Sandoval is having Tommy John surgery, and Jose Alvarado is having his arm looked at. He's injured, so Emilio Pagan all the way. And by the way, Alvarado was used as an opener, so even if he weren't injured, Emilio Pagan all the way. Right? Am I forgetting someone? What's up with Diego Castillo? Is that the guy I'm forgetting?
1: Uh, he was used as an opener over the weekend. He's not. You know, his numbers are not good anymore. He was used as an opener just today.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right.
1: No, he's okay, not really pega-
0: Pagan it is. Um, right, let's take a break here on Fantasy Baseball today. When we come back, some bullpen notes, the most added list, and more hitters and pitchers. We'll be right back.
1: Robert Half Research
0: indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Got to tell you about the Cover 3 podcast. The Cover 3 podcast, big time of year, obviously. What is the Cover 3 podcast? It's our college football podcast got a guy from 24-7 Sports, Barton Simmons, and Chip Patterson, and Tom Fornelli from CBS Sports. It is an excellent podcast. College football is back in a big way. Opening weekend coming up, like, for everybody. So check out the Cover 3 podcast. Uh, we got Sportsline that you're going to want to check out. Go to Sportsline.com. If you want your first month for a dollar, use the promo code. I think the promo code is Pitch. Obviously, use the promo code Huddle because that's the one I know. That's for Fantasy Football Today listeners, but whatever. Use the promo code Huddle. Um and yeah check out all our shows at I, I think they actually want to
1: know that data
0: yeah I know uh. but I don't remember the promo code <laughs> I think it's pitch if pitch doesn't work use huddle but sports <laughs> great it's great gambling advice there's fantasy advice it's just good sports content in the bullpen uh, Derek Law temporarily filling in for Ken Giles in Toronto what's the situation there he got the save he got his fourth save yeah I think I think
1: Giles is on the verge of returning. I can't remember the exact day. Uh, they just activated him from the paternity leave list today.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay, so forget Derek Law. Taylor Rogers got a, a five-out save for the for the sorry for the uh, Twins, and Matt McGill has gotten four straight saves for Seattle. So I should probably add Matt McGill and drop drop a. Uh, Who was Anthony Bass?
1: Yes, Matt McGill clearly looks like the closer in Seattle until he blows the job, which I think is highly probable.
0: But (laughs) yeah, maybe I won't add him.
1: I mean, you know,
0: he's as likely to help you need saves. He's as likely to harm my ratios as he is to help me in saves.
1: Well, I don't think he's terrible. I mean, the strikeout rate is good, Uh, and he's his overall numbers since joining the Mariners. He was with the Twins earlier, are good. I just don't really have faith in anyone who isn't already established in that role to hold on to it unless they're like, you know, crazy. I mean, his K rate's 11.3 per nine. K per nine. It's
0: 11.3. All right, all right. I'll add Matt McGill. Jeez, Scott.
1: I mean, he also closes for the Mariners, and they're not going to give him any
0: save chances. Okay, I won't add him. What are you trying to say, dude? Um, And then uh, that's the bullpen for you. The most added list. The most added players in our leagues. Adrian Hauser. Uh, Yeah. So not a two-star pitcher, Adrian Hauser, for the Brewers. Yet he is the most added player in fantasy. He's been pitching very well. And how is he not a two-star pitcher, by the way? He's pitching Wednesday against St. Louis and Miles Michaelis.
1: Yeah. So uh, when I was doing the fantasy baseball show with Jim Bowden on CBS Sports HQ this afternoon... He was Bowden's SP choice to add, Hauser, and I mean, look, great minor league numbers. Uh, one thing that I've noticed with him is ground ball rate is exceptional. So if he can get enough strikeouts, I mean, he could be really good. I I don't. He hasn't gotten a lot of swinging strikes yet, so I'm not confident that he will miss those bats. But the high ground ball rate is is definitely something to note. There's something to work with there.
0: Okay. By the way, Matt McGill is owned in the league. I just wanted to pick him up in, so that's great. Adam Plutko is the second most added player behind Adrian Hauser. Um, by the way, would you pick up Hauser over Fulton No. Would you pick him up over Mitch Keller and Kobe Allard and Dylan Cease?
1: I think he's in the same conversation as Allard. He's behind the others. I would personally lean toward Allard because I just... Have a personal affinity for
0: him. Affinity wars. All right, what do you think about Adam Plutko for Cleveland?
1: Uh, I I think if you need a two-star sleeper, he's one of the best you could do this week. In the long run, I don't think he's going to be very good. He throws strikes, avoids walks. Beyond that, I don't see a lot to get excited about.
0: Wow, Scott, I didn't realize Dustin May is a two-star pitcher this week. He is scheduled to be that's pretty big he's sixty seven percent owned yeah
1: i I wonder how much they're going to let him how deep they're going to let him go into the game because he had that brief trip to the bullpen and then came back and made a very short start so I'm not sure how you know if they're being cautious with his innings now i'm not i'm not super excited about using may I don't think he's a bad play, but i'm not Especially excited about it.
0: All right. Uh, Kyle Seeger's third. Andrew Heaney is fourth on the most added list. Heaney is a two-start guy, and he's up to close to 80% owned. Oh, he's a one-start guy? Oh, he's at, he's he at, uh, ho- at home at Texas. He could potentially make two starts.
1: They have a five-game week, so if they want to skip somebody, then Heaney becomes a two-start person. He's not in my two-start pitcher rankings because I rarely, I rarely count on a team skipping a pitcher. Right. But it's possible they'll do that.
0: Okay. Um also on the most added list, Cal Quantrill, Mike Montgomery. Mhm. You like these guys? Not so much, right?
1: As much as I can like a two-star pitcher who's addable, like who's available to add. Yeah, they're both they're both in on the list of at least for points leagues two-star sleepers.
0: How are we feeling about, oh, I got to read this email exchange. Oh my gosh, this was the best. This is like, sometimes you think, you're talking to Scott White, you're like, is, some, is there an imposter? Did somebody hack his email account? <laughs> 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 All right, let me see, hold on. All right, Louisa, you know what this is. yeah, Louisa Rise uh, is, is uh, the, on the most added list, one of the most added hitters. Where is this damn email? Everybody just bear with me. Everybody think, of, think to yourself about how your life is. Uh, you know, why don't we talk about a different player on the most out of this while I find this awesome email. Uh, Kevin Pillar. What on earth is Kevin Pillar doing that's making him 56% owned.
1: <laughs> He's hitting a lot of home runs in a short span of time. I think it's six in his last 13 games. This is obviously not Kevin Pillar. The Giants have pretty good matchups this week, so he's in my top ten sleeper hitters just because he's so hot, but I don't really, you know. Hopefully you don't have to resort to Kevin Pillar.
0: All right, here's the email. Subject line, Luis Arias pronunciation. This is the guy in the Twins. Hey, guys, as a Twins fan, I love hearing about the impact Twins players can have in fantasy, and I'm glad that Luis, now I had been saying, Arias is starting to attract your notice. Also, you have, as you have also noticed... His name can be pronounced several different ways. We Twins fans were puzzled by this earlier this year until we got some help. The tweet, linked below from at Morse Code, Dustin Morse, the head of Twins PR, features a video of Arias himself saying his own name. He pronounces it Arise. No S sound on the end, like Luis Arias. But why take it from me? And then he sent the clip. The Welch is doing – the Welsh is – he actually said the Welch, which is funny in this pronunciation email because it's Welsh with an S-H, not a ch. The Welch is doing great so far. Thanks for all your tips uh, as we go through the stretch run. That's from Nate. So it's Arise, Luis Arise. So I sent this along to Scott and, and Chris Welsh, and uh, Scott wrote, this is how we've been saying it. No? And I said, I've been saying – Arries instead of arise, and Scott goes, mm, It's the same thing, listen again. <laughs> and I wrote, What terrible take, Scott! <laughs> and he wrote, I just have superhuman hearing that could detect syllables no one else does. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, that's, that's they're not the, the only same explanation. I, I don't understand. Like, I, I swear, if and this, like, this happens with a lot of these consecutive vowels in. <laughs> you know in in names that are spanish in origin hispanic in origin and like uh like the emphasis is on the first vowel. Va- i what am i trying to say like yeah, there's no, a, i don't know it 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 comes out sounding like one syllable but there is a subtle mouth movement where you where you pronounce the second vowel very slightly
0: okay luis ariz luis arias Scott thinks that's the same, and now we move on <laughs> to the most added list. All right, superhuman super hearing, man. Well,
1: okay. All right, so here's another example. Puig, right? Uh-huh. There's Puig, and then there's Puig. Do you Say, notice the difference in the way do, I said that? Do it
0: again. Do it again. Puig. 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 The only thing I notice that you're doing differently is you're going, Puig, and Puig. <laughs> like, you're intentionally well, saying it's because if you look at a the, pronunciation puig. guide for
1: Puig, it's P-W-E-E-G, which is Puig.
0: Out of this. He's at Kansas City, and he's at the Yankees. Uh, at the Yankees is still a little scary. It's still scary. It's still scary. But obviously, they're depleted. Who knows if Didi's going to be available. I think he probably will. It's not like he got hit on the wrist. But uh, he just pitched very well against the Yankees, granted, at home. Five and two-thirds, one run, eight Ks. Homer Bailey's been balling. You trusting Homer Bailey this week?
1: Uh, He's a two-star pitcher, and he has a matchup against the Royals, I believe.
0: So you could do worse. How about Jacob Waggisback? No. Uh, How about Willie Calhoun, 72%? Yes. Yeah,
1: For a second consecutive week, he's my top sleeper hitter. I think his ownership is inched above 70 now, but uh, he had four home runs this past week, and people still weren't adding him, so I don't know. Two, about, two weeks in a row a no sleeper hitter.
0: How about Logan Webb at Oakland and home against San Diego? Man, I, f- I, I feel like this is not the worst two-start pitcher week. Like, this is better than the previous two.
1: It just depends. There are some... Yeah, I mean, there's there's not really anybody who's widely available that I'm like, yes, you absolutely have to start this guy. It's I'd, I'd be reluctant to start any of the potential sleepers outside of a points league, but for points leagues, there are a decent number of guys that probably won't be so bad.
0: Now I'm not seeing him. Oh no, I was wrong. He pitched Sunday. He's not a two star pitcher. I saw. I'm sorry. He's a current two-star pitcher, Logan Webb. But like, okay. But he pitched today, yeah. or as you know, the day we recorded this, and I missed that. I'm sorry. How did he do? He gave up four runs in four and two-thirds, uh, and he struck out two. So he got the okay. win. Yeah. Uh, you can ignore, I guess, Logan Webb. Then.
1: The Giants won. He did not win.
0: He did not win. Did he four and two-thirds? Then did, did he pitch? Yeah, I thought he came in with. A, I thought he came in after an opener or something. No. Okay. Forget him, Logan Webb. Get out of here. All right, uh, last glance at the most added list. See if there's anyone. Tommy Edmond and Nick Ahmed. Nick Ahmed much more owned than Edmond, but uh, middle infield options. How do you feel about him?
1: I probably need to speak sooner than that.
0: Um, Not great. Okay. Not great. I got a sleeper for you. I just found a sleeper. Seattle catcher Tom Murphy. Four lefties on the schedule this week, right? You know,
1: that's a good point. And he's been lighting it up when he's played. I did not have him on my list because the Mariners, I have them down as having bad matchups. So I I found that when I recommend hitters for teams that I mark with bad matchups, it never goes well, but that is such a you know, it's such an a case of extremes with all the lefties and a guy who just has monster power seems to homer every time he starts.
0: <laughs> Tom Murphy, all right, yeah. 15% owned. Good stuff. Um uh, more hitters. I noticed uh, Austin Meadows is hitting very well. You know, he's been a roller coaster ride. Are we on the roller coaster this week with Austin Meadows?
1: I guess. Yeah, I mean I let me look at the matchups here. The Rays have no, no, never mind. The Rays have the worst matchups of any team. Oh, if, like I'm not saying you have to sit Meadows like in a five outfielder league. All right, but if, three if they, outfielder probably not. Probably don't want to start them.
0: If the Rays have the worst matchups, I'm gonna have to guess their opponents. They are facing the Houston Astros for three games and the uh, Cleveland Indians for two games. Had uh, I, had I you got
1: the right teams? That's really? pretty good. Nice, but they are playing six games in all.
0: <laughs> okay. Um Miguel Sano is, is hitting well. It's been extended for Miguel Sano. Uh I've talked about it so many times, but you know, he made some type of change in his stance or a swing or something, and he's just been better. So yeah, he's like he's almost eighty percent owned. Aaron Judge Homered in three straight games. That was good to see. Steven Vote. Like Steven Vogt is so much better than Buster Posey at this point. I'm sorry. Just play Steven Vote. Uh I don't know that they will, Scott, but he's worth Mentioning because Stephen Vogt's having a good year. I also don't know that he's better than Buster Posey. I just know that he's playing better than hitting better than Posey.
1: Yeah, he is. They, they. I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, and they've uh, have they played vote in the outfield at all? I want to say they have.
0: I don't Not know. They he, he. I know he DH'd once this past weekend, but obviously that's a unique sitch. A new unique sitch. Uh, all right, I'm done talking about crappy catchers. Manny Machado. Manny Machado hit his first home run of August. He entered Sunday batting 203 with no homers and two doubles in the month of August, and he homered. Like, that's crazy. I did not even realize how cold Manny Machado had been. Um, Starter sit. Yeah.
1: I mean, probably start him in most cases. I I can imagine... like what I moved him down in my third base rankings and my shortstop rankings, so... It, obviously, there's a chance somebody in a shallower league may have somebody better. I don't think many people are. His 2020 value, though, is something that's going to be interesting to sort out, though, because he's no longer going to be shortstop eligible. Just third base. That's the deepest position, I think. And... Man, this is this is a disappointing year he's having.
0: Yeah, Manny Machado. It's uh, boy needs Camden yards, but yeah, it's disappointing. Um, let's see, Marcano we talked about Anthony Santander. He had five hits on Sunday, but he had been kind of disappointing for about a month. So I, you know, we were never quite buying into it, I guess, but. Good game for him on Sunday. Anthony Santander, 44% owned. Fran Mill Reyes has homered three times in his last two games. Starter sit, the streaky Fran Reyes.
1: Yeah. I'm going to get behind starting him. He's okay. been terrible so far with Cleveland. Their matchups are kind of middle of the road this week. You know, probably not going to do it in a 3L fielder league. Probably have better options, but Reyes looks startable.
0: And... Josh Bell, Scott. He did homer over the weekend, but really, it's it's still bad. Uh, starter said Josh Bell.
1: They have the second best matchup. The Pirates do, so I would probably start him, and I still have faith in him overall. They they have uh, four games in Colorado, by the way.
0: Ah, okay, good. Yeah, good,
1: good. I I still have faith in him, but you know he's go. He might be now that Jose Ramirez. Apparently he's done for the season with a broken hamate bone. I don't know. Maybe he can make it back for the playoffs, but as far as fantasy owners are concerned, he's done. Um, that means Josh Bell is probably the player most worth monitoring down the stretch. Like the, the way the way his September goes could have a huge impact on his 2020 value.
0: Got another sleeper. How about? Oh, nah. Never mind. Never mind. Well, I want to see how old is Brian Anderson. He better be in the 80s at this point. But there's got I feel like there's got to be a Pirates sleeper out there.
1: Brian Anderson No, yeah.
0: not Brian Anderson. Uh, okay,
1: cuz he's also out for the yeah, year no, in all uh, likelihood.
0: Oh, the rookie outfielder for the for the uh, Pirates.
1: Oh, Brian Reynolds.
0: Brian Reynolds. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. If he's you know, if he's, he's out up. there, okay, yeah, he's too. He's- Okay, Scott, uh, I'm going to take one more break here. When we come back, we'll talk about some of those studs from over the weekend, the ones who were studs and the ones who were duds and the ones who were somewhere in between, and we'll be right back on Fantasy Baseball today.
1: New CBS Sunday.
0: You collect rewards, right?
1: This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it.
0: You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so.
1: So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. You survive, you make quick, smart decisions, If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, new Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.
0: You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24 7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24 hour streaming channel serving non stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel. Streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Studs being studs. Damn you, Dallas Keuchel. Making me look bad. Seven strikeouts in seven scoreless innings. Three walks at the Mets on Sunday. And uh, that's three starts in a row. With seven strikeouts for Dallas Keuchel. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And he he's gets looking the, like the White Sox this week. One of the best versions of himself. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, if you
1: look at just looking at ground ball rate for Keuchel over the years, when he's when it's sixty, he's great. When it's fifty five, those are his not so great seasons. But what is it know, now? It's, it's sixty this year, and he's getting the strikeouts, which have also been up and down throughout his career. So this is This is uh this is somebody who I think is going to be must start down the stretch.
0: Yeah, uh, can't argue with that, unfortunately. But wait, is it is it you say sixty percent ground ball rate being the key? But I thought it was more like sixty five percent when he was really good. Uh, I'm looking at it right, I can double check that. Yeah, like like it's it's fairly it's not as high as like the best of Dallas Keuchel right now. But well, it's better okay. than the so worst.
1: Did, so his Cy Young season, it was
0: 61.7.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, And there have been, the, the year afterward, it was 56.7. Last year, which wasn't a great year for him, 53.7. But you're right. There have been years that have been even higher than 60.
0: Yeah. And right now it's 59.8, which is a little low. Um, it, well, it
1: entered today's game 59.8.
0: Oh, he pitched um, today? Yeah, he pitched today. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. So Scott's pretty happy about Dallas Keuchel. Uh. The Braves. Braves maybe have their ace, Eduardo Rodriguez. Seven scoreless, six strikeouts at San Diego, coming off a good start against Baltimore, but coming off three kind of eh, starts, twice against the Yankees, once against Cleveland. Um. Anyway, Eduardo Rodriguez is at the Angels this week. How do you feel about him?
1: I feel okay. I mean, he's put together a pretty good run here, and he's somebody who I feel like was underachieving for most of the season. Um, So now it's, yeah, his his ERA over his last few starts is pretty good. So I I think he's pretty much somebody you're going to leave in your lineup for the time being.
0: How do you feel about Steven Matz? You know, I was so worried about his matchups, but he had two good starts this week. He's at Philadelphia this coming week, or, you know, I always forget. You're listening the next day now, but um, Matt's yeah, like Matt's is pitching great.
1: So by the way, it's a two fifty seven ERA over Eduardo Rodriguez's past ten starts. Two fifty seven. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Stephen Matz has probably a similar ERA over a similar stretch. He's a really confusing pitcher to me because he's just a little below strikeout per inning, but. I mean, he doesn't really have a great swing and miss pitch. This is something, like, he did this a lot last year, too, uh, where I'm not sure the stuff is that good, but the results are respectable. I don't know. He's kind of there with Julio Tehran, where I really don't know what to make of him, but obviously, if you're having trouble filling out a staff, I mean, I, I totally understand why you'd use him.
0: Yeah, Matt's been very good. Studs being duds. Are you getting away from any of these guys? Trevor Bauer, Jose Barrios, who's been struggling lately. Uh, Matt Boyd, who I think is facing Minnesota this week. He just faced Minnesota. He's getting him again. And he gave up seven runs. Lance Lynn and Hyunjin Ryu. We already talked about Ryu. But in terms of Bauer, Barrios, Matt Boyd, Lance Lynn, are you avoiding any of those guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think... I think Boyd might be matchups dependent now. I mean, if he pitched for anyone else, you you could roll the dice a little easier, but the Tigers have made him six and ten. So, you know, wins are hard to come by for him, and he's so home run prone that, well, the ratios are great. I mean he walked five in this one. That's obviously out of character. Uh the home runs could just really burn him any given start. The others, uh, Jose Barrios was due some regression. His his ERA has risen about a run. Um, and
0: it's been a bad four-start stretch for Jose yeah, Barrios. Yeah, I guess it's four starts.
1: And yet the PIP is still like over four. Like, I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he deserves to have an ERA over four, but you can understand him regressing some. The one I want to bring up, focus on most though here is lance lynn because it was an awful start in terms of giving up seven runs and 11 hits in five and two-thirds innings he had 24 swinging strikes and uh his previous start when he struggled was five walks which is not something he does very often but i mean the stuff was clearly there in this start and i think it was another case of a like I mentioned for uh, for Trevor Bauer, he wasn't really getting hit that hard. The average exit velocity wasn't that out of character. It was a little higher in Lynn's case than it was for Bauer. But I think he's fine.
0: Okay. So Lance Lynn, Scott still has confidence in suit. Uh Studs being st- uh, duds. I just call them duds, but they're – or studs, I call them duds. Uh, studs being duds part two. Okay, fixed my little, my little heading there. Chris Paddock, I will – start kobe allard over chris paddock i have no interest in chris paddock he is a league runner right now he is out of gas it is plain as day to me and he's at san francisco this week and i don't care scott
1: i think you can drop him i'm not saying you have to drop him i i could certainly understand why it wouldn't make sense to drop him but i'm saying if you're pressed for a roster spot and you feel like you're stuck with them no, you're not. You can drop him. Uh, I think a th- 130 innings is the number. He kind of hinted at that after the last start, and he's at 117 and a third now. So two starts left. The kind of run he's been on, you obviously aren't going to use him in this next start. Even if it's good, would you use him at the start after that? No. Uh, no. I don't know. Probably no. not.
0: Uh, all right. Do you feel like you're going to start any of these guys? John Lester at the Mets. Zach Wheeler at Philadelphia. Kyle Gibson at Detroit. Jose Quintana against Milwaukee. Max Freed against the White Sox.
1: So Quintana really did not get hit hard at all in this start, and it had been on such a good run that uh, I'll totally give him a pass, even though it's Milwaukee. Uh, I, I think he's fine to use. Lester, don't want anything to do with him anymore. There, It's a lot of ugly in a lot of different ways, and... I just don't think he has much left. The weird ones are Wheeler and Gibson. Gibson's just perpetually weird because he misses a ton of bats and it doesn't seem to matter.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really disappointed because I, I thought I had him pegged, Kyle Gibson, as a matchups guy. And I said, look, he's had some tough matchups lately, but you've got to go with him in this two-start week because he had two good ones. And he struggled. He struggled against Detroit. He, stu- he struggled against uh, the White Sox or something. You know he's he's had two, and he's at Detroit next week. So I can't be that excited about Gibson because he's just not pitching well against anybody right now. But Detroit is so bad, so I don't know, man. He's on the fence, and then Zach Wheeler has seven strikeouts in his last three starts.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's up with him. He's I think he's throwing just as hard, so it's not it's not anything obvious like that. But you're right, his stuff hasn't really been effective. Like we're it's used really to seeing weird. from him, so it's. I, I'm not saying he's a must sit, but it's it feels risky to use
0: him. I am uh, on the fence with Max Freed too. White Sox at home this week. I think I'd start him. He's not.
1: I, I, he's, you know, I think the same class of pitcher. Certainly the, the ones, the the class you'd be looking at for a potential replacement. They're not going to be any more reliable than Freed. And I think the skills are better for Freed than, than his actual ERA, 403. And uh, obviously better than a lot of what's out there. I'd rather have... You know what? I think I'd rather have them than Fulton Evich
0: still. And I'm saying Fulton Evich
1: is the top pitcher to add.
0: And studs being something in between studs and duds. I only have two of them. Wade Miley and Joey Lucchese. Uh, Wade Miley is at Toronto this week. He has not gone. He's four straight starts of less than six innings. And Joey Lucchese, you know, doesn't go six innings often. But he's at at San Francisco this week. Care to weigh in on Miley and Lucchese?
1: I never have a problem starting Miley. He's 13-4, and I think, in a way that's pretty easy to explain. I don't think... I think he's overachieved in terms of ERA. I don't think his stuff's that good, but... Uh, you know, at this point in the season, I'm disinclined to bet against him. Okay. And then Luke, Luke Casey, whatever. I don't have much interest in Luke Casey.
0: All right, Scott, we only have a few minutes left. I want to you to read some emails. So, Fringy Starting Pitchers Part 1, 65 to 79% owned. Fulton Evich, Dakota Hudson, DeNelson Lamette, Chris Bassett. I know you want Fulton Evich. Do you want anybody else, Plisak? Hudson, Lamette, Chris Bassett. Bassett, unfortunately, is at the Yankees this week, but he's been on a nice yeah. run.
1: I mean, Lamette, I think, is the most skilled by far. So he would be the one I'd take. Dakota Hudson's allowed a combined two hits in his past two starts, covering, I think, 12 innings.
0: Three straight starts without allowing an earned run, too. Over 18 yeah. and two-thirds.
1: Yeah, I, I think, For Hudson. as a points league sparp, he's okay, but I... I obviously don't trust him to be unhittable. He's a ground ball specialist.
0: Right. Um, Fringy starting pitchers part two. And, oh, you know what? I honestly, I, I probably will start Zach Plezak at Detroit. Just want to say that. I understand.
1: I really don't like Zach Plezak.
0: <laughs> Fringy starting pitchers part two 50 to 64% owned. Joe Ross gets Miami this week. Ronaldo Lopez is at Atlanta. Lopez is pitching great. He left with the illness today. Um, at Atlanta, though, Anibal Sanchez against Miami, Martin Perez at Detroit, Ivan Nova, another good one for Nova. He's at Atlanta this week. It will the fun will end this week for Ivan Nova. He's going to get crushed by Atlanta. But yeah, Ro- Ross, Ronaldo, Lopez, Anibal Sanchez, Martin Perez, any anyone you want? Uh,
1: my favorites are Lopez and Sanchez. I don't think either is must add or must own or anything like that. They're just. If you're you're trying to make the best of a bad situation,
0: they could be okay. Okay, Fringy Starting Pitchers Part 3. Anthony DiScafani at Miami. I feel like everybody's facing Miami this week. Vince Velasquez gets Pittsburgh. Mitch Keller at Philadelphia. Dylan Cease against Minnesota. Justice Sheffield. Jordan Lyles. He's either getting the Cubs or the Cardinals this week. Zach Eflin gets the Mets. Dylan Peters is getting Boston. I don't love this group. I don't know that there's any. I want to start this week. Stashing Keller and Cease would be one thing, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see stashing them away for the upside. Just to Sheffield, I could see stashing him for the upside. Otherwise, my favorite's probably Anthony Desclafani, but he's he's just a desperation play.
0: And deep leagues, owned in less than 30% of leagues, we have Framber Valdez. Very nice. Zach! Yeah, man, five walks. But other than that, good start <laughs> against the Angels. I know. Eric Skogland, Brock Burke. Brock Burke. Two good starts. There's only two yeah. starts in the bigs. Um, Eliezer Hernandez. Trevor Richards. Tony Gonsolin. Drew Verhagen. Kobe Allard.
1: Ooh, hey, we have to breeze through this group because they, their starts were really good. All of them. Except yeah. for Skogland who I don't know why he's here. Uh, But, like, Verhagen strikeout, (laughs) 11. Gonsolin, two hits and five. Trevor Richards, two hits and six.
0: Gonsolin's strikeouts are disappearing, and he doesn't pitch deep into games.
1: Right. Right. Richard had only six Richards. Trevor Richards had only six swinging strikes despite that great changeup.
0: Trevor Richards is at Houston this week, so uh, Mm. you can forget him.
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of who I'd actually want to roster... Like Verhagen was never a strikeout guy in the minors. 11Ks, where did that come from? Oh, he's been
0: terrible. I mean, yeah. Drew Verhagen is um, a 631 ERA.
1: Eliezer Hernandez is the closest I'd come to rostering. And he had two good starts this week. One was cut short because of a blister. But two good starts this week. I think he scored over 30 points. And, um, you know, he's still not at quite as dominant as he was before losing his rotation spot uh, because they just had overcrowding. He hasn't mixed in the change-up as much, but like if his last two starts have gone this well without him mix, mixing in his third pitch, which I think is pretty effective for him, I'm hopeful that when he does mix it in again, he'll be he'll be uh, somebody everybody's interested in using. That's Eliezer Hernandez.
0: All right, let's go to the emails from Rosendo. Are we okay dropping Kipnis for Tommy Edmond in a points league? Kip, drop Kipnis for Edmond.
1: No, I don't see... Much rationale for that.
0: All right. Let's go to – I'm just going to go through the inbox here. This is from Rob. Uh, No. Rob will read yours another day. It's too long. This is going to be a great segment, ladies and gentlemen. This is from uh, – actually, this is a good email here. It's about Jeff Samarja. Is he a two-star pitcher from Brian? Is San Francisco shortening their rotation such that Samarja is showing as a two-star pitcher? Um. They have a six-game week, and he's supposed to start start on Tuesday.
1: I know he shows up on the side as a two-star pitcher. I did not include him in my two-star pitcher rankings, and uh, I don't think anybody really knows the answer to that yet.
0: Okay, so Jeff Samarja is not necessarily a um, two-star pitcher.
1: Be nice to know, right? Be very nice to know.
0: From Jason, should I start this week at Alberto Mondesi or Freddie Galvis or Daniel Murphy? With Mondesi on the way back.
1: I would start Daniel Murphy. Uh, I'm mean, Full week at home. Galvis is on my top 10 sleeper hitters for this week with an eight game schedule. And Mondesi, of course, has his strengths. When is he coming back exactly? I don't think there's been a date yeah, yet. But yeah, I think you got to go Murphy there.
0: From Doug, would you start Willie Calhoun over J.D. Davis this week?
1: Yeah, the Mets don't have great matchups, and the Rangers do.
0: Oh, okay. And would you drop Aaron Savali or Cal Quantrill for Sean Manaya?
1: I would... Uh, depends how immediate you need the returns to be. Probably would not drop Savali. If you need a two-star pitcher, I don't think you can drop... Uh, uh, what's his name? Quantrell. Quantrill. But if you don't, then I think Manaya has the potential to be more impactful later on.
0: All right, I said I wasn't going to read Rob's email, but it's actually not that complicated. 12-team points league, looking for a Jose Ramirez replacement. Who would you go with here? It's probably going to be the first guy. Giovanni Urshela, Kyle Seeger, Kevin Pillar, Mike Talkman, Mark Canna, Ryan McMahon, Jason Kipnis, Miguel Sano. Actually, I don't know. I think it's, for, it's going to be between oh, Ur- it's, Urshela. It's Urshela. Well, I would, for this week, I would take McMahon, I think. And, and I then, mean, if, if, uh, yeah. if you,
1: if by some miracle you lost Jose Ramirez and Gio Urshela was still out there, like you don't take any chances of losing that guy because he's, I think he's going to be a must start the rest of the way for whoever has him. And uh, you as the Ramirez owner obviously need him.
0: Yeah. I just think, I think McMahon's going to be better this week, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe try to get I like both. Yankees
1: matchups this week though. And Urshela's. I think your shell is just better.
0: All right, Scott. uh, That's it for our show today. Everybody, thank you very much for listening. The Welsh will be back tomorrow night, and then I will be on Tuesday night for your Wednesday morning show. What is this movie that is on? I am in a room with eight TVs.
1: It's distracting, right?
0: A little bit. So many interesting things going on at once. Yeah, there's a movie with Jason Bateman. He is dating or married to Rose Byrne. You know her. No, you know her. She's from Bridesmaids. She's from uh, Neighbors. She's, okay, uh, you know that movie where she and Seth Rogen live next to the frat house.
1: Okay, I haven't seen it, but sure.
0: And Adam Driver is that his name? The guy from Star Wars and Girls. Okay,
1: is he is is he in this movie yeah. that you're watching now? Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look comedic to me, but it's huh. on TBS and their motto is very funny. Oh, yeah. Tina Fey is in it. It has to be a comedy. This is where I leave you. I've never heard of it, but it's got so many people I like.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure it out. It's called. I don't this think is, I'm going to.
0: This is where I leave you. Is what it's called. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <I thought laughs> and and, and speaking of which. This is where we leave you, everybody. Uh, I will talk to you again, like I said, on Tuesday night. Enjoy the Welsh tomorrow on Monday night or yeah, Tuesday morning, whenever you hear it. And uh, for Scott White, I'm Adam Azer. Uh, have, a, have a great week. We'll uh, talk to you soon.